Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. But I would offer, if you have the ability to learn ahead of time, that some of those ideas are not so great. That's what history is for. That's what teachers are for. Institutions even are for. But some things we got to learn ourselves. I certainly have. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from Clear and Open. The role of the org chart is to make the responsibilities of each person within the organization as clear as possible. It's crucial that responsibility is not shared, because shared responsibility avoids accountability. Without accountability, you cannot have consequences. And without consequences, we negate our whole reason for being, which includes testing our assumptions against reality. The only way we can learn our lessons is by acting out our truths and experiencing their natural consequences, with some help from teachers along the way. This series is excerpted from my online course entitled Essential Leadership Processes, which is available at courses.clearandopen.com. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click a link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. Again, tying it back to the org chart and uh, position agreements. These are responsibility tools that generally get created and never looked at again in most businesses. If I were managing a person, and I have, and this is what I would often do, is you want to pull out that position agreement every time you meet with that employee one-on-one. Every time. Let's take a look at your position agreement. Does this position agreement still make sense based on what you see going on, based on what the business needs? Does it still actually encapsulate everything that you're doing? Is there anything that's should be on there that shouldn't be. Are you doing all of these things? Because one of the things you'll find out if you do this rigorously is employees routinely will just stop doing certain things. And you won't really realize it until things often break, but you don't want to realize it then. You want to realize it uh, before things break by actually looking at the position agreement. In small businesses, one of the things I see really often is the manager will do some of the items on the position agreement of the employee. And that's a a really important thing to watch too. To have the position agreement of the manager and the employee side by side, and you actually look at them together and be like, hey, let's make sure I'm not doing your job, the manager can say. Let's actually look line by line, make sure that's not happening. Maybe the manager already knows. And so one of the things that I have had managers do is highlight the things on the position agreement of the employee 
these are the things that you're not doing. I'm doing them right now. You got 90, 90 days to take them over. So it becomes a kind of map. And the important thing about this is the employee ought not to feel ambushed because this was an agreement that they presumably signed at the beginning of their employment. Right? So they it, almost said they can't play a victim. Of course they can. Because we can do anything. We're not squirrels. Sounds like something Eddie Izzard would say. We can do anything. We're not squirrels. Um, if you don't know Eddie Izzard, he's the smartest comedian I know. You should listen to him. Um, so uh, the... Um, Want to say anything about org chart related to that? Um, the org chart, of course, is a higher level uh, responsibility map, you could say. Uh, and it's important and related to these kinds of things in, in different ways, especially when there's ownership. I talked before about um, when you have 50-50 equity partners, for example, and they do funky things on the org chart like, oh, well, I'm the president and this my partner is the CEO and we're both equal at the top. Oh, my goodness. Responsibility cannot be shared in this way. The, the desire to share responsibility is a hedge. You see? It's a hedge. It's that freedom thing. It's that dysfunctional relationship to freedom thing that I talked about earlier. That's like, unconsciously, we think, well, if the whole team is responsible for this, or my partner and I are both responsible for the vision, then if it doesn't happen then it sort of softens the blow. You see, that's avoiding that accountability thing that happens in content and the way businesses are organized. But it's not just there, you see. Accountability is the nature of this realm where everything has a consequence. Everything. Not all realms are like that. This is a place where Consequences are just baked into reality in a really direct, immediate way. You can't get away with stuff. The same way if you're at 3,000 feet below the surface of the ocean and you get just a little bit of pinhole in your dry suit, there's no forgiveness for that. Life's not like, oh, it's just a pinhole. I'll let it go this time. No, you're going to die from that pinhole, you see? Or you know, you packed your parachute pretty well, but you'd had a couple of beers while you did it. And so, you know, one fold wasn't quite right. So it doesn't open. Well, it almost opened in time. Life doesn't give you a buy on that, does it? Accountability is relentless. It's merciless here. And it forces us to sort out all of our issues around that, which are connected to self-authority, which are connected to a relationship to our own power, other people's power, the divine, all of that stuff comes up. So basically, you got two options. You can either um, go with that and get really curious about your reactions to everything that comes up related to responsibility, looking at your excuses, looking at where uh, you're not doing your best, looking at where you resent authority figures in your life, you could actually unpack that all the way back to where its origins are, which will eventually lead you to your relationship with the divine itself, if you take it far enough. Or you can play victim, stomp your feet and say, I want my cake and eat it too. 
in this planet that is designed, this realm of consciousness that is designed to make sure I can't. And I'm going to use my free will to push against the very reason I'm here. And just have fun and just become happy or whatever. Amazing that that's your choice, isn't it? That's our choice. We get to choose whether to participate in what is, I think, intuitively the nature of what this place is and why we're here. Because everybody in the world wants to be happy and there's no evidence that that's the point of life whatsoever. It's the grandest delusion there is. Everybody wants to be happy without taking responsibility for their own happiness or where they even got that idea from or infringing upon other people's rights or happiness in order to get there. It's just a big mess. But that's what almost everybody wants. Make themselves happy with no evidence whatsoever that that's why we're here. Stunning, isn't it? And how is life holding us accountable for that delusion? Is it saying, well, you're all good people. You're all children of the divine. You really want happiness, so I'll give it to you. No, that's not what happens. We get rewards for when we operate within the guidelines and uh, design of life. And when we don't operate inside it, we don't. Well, hmm, then the point doesn't seem to be happiness then. It seems to be then abiding with what's true. Well, but then who or what decides what's true? And I'm not sure I like the idea of it being someone else's truth, even if that truth is the universe itself. I want to be able to live according to my truth. Uh Uh-huh, and you can. Take that all the way. Take that all the way. Let us know how it goes. Because at least in some domains, all of us have to do that. So the only way we can learn our lessons is by taking our truths and trying them, dancing our dance all the way out, all the way out, all the way out. That's the only way we can learn. But I would offer, if you have the ability to learn ahead of time that some of those ideas are not so great, that's what history is for. That's what teachers are for. Institutions even are for. But some things we got to learn ourselves. I certainly have. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.